and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. episode 42 of the Money Magic Podcast. Oh, if you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am the host of the Money Magic Podcast. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. So in today's podcast, we are going to be listening and watching, if you're watching from YouTube, a live class that I did in the seven day um, tapping in, into ancestral money wisdom a series, right? So I did a seven day training, not a series, a seven day training. And in this class, I talk about why some of the best laid financial plans go horribly wrong, right? So we're going to be looking at strategy. We're going to be looking at how to marry your strategy to your income goal and how to then take action and how you marry your strategy to what you've learned about your ancestral lineage and the wisdoms and strengths that your ancestral uh, lineage has around money. Okay, so I really hope this is super helpful and that you get a lot from this. And without further ado, let us get started on today's class. It's been busy, but just so beautiful, like doing work that I love to do. Like I've been recording podcasts. I've been just like on the phone with my writing coach. I'm in the middle of writing a book and had um, my coaching session with my writing coach. It's a three hour coaching session, but just so beautiful. Oh, yeah, I know. I now only write books with writing coaches. Actually, it's a fiction novel. So <laughs> it's just beautiful to be able to have a coach for this. And it's, 
Wow, like I feel like I'm in the state in my life where I'm just creating. I'm creating day and night. I'm writing, I'm doing things, I'm listening <laughs> to music, I'm putting together a spoken word poetry album, I'm creating content for all the money, like I've created so much content for the Money Magic course, so much more than usual. I'm like doing seven day trainings. I'm in this beautiful, beautiful period of just creating. Like as the more that I heal, the more stuff is just pouring out of me. The more I hear, the more I'm just like writing, creating, doing all this beautiful stuff. And the more I'm also getting how much support I need on my journey, right? So like I got to my writing coach, I've got my business coaches, I've got like all this stuff and I am just building a life around what I need and what I need to get out there. Unfortunately, this week, because I'm back with the Money Magic podcast, I revived that, all that. So I'm recording and just recording and recording interviews so that I have space for other things that I'm bringing out and um, with Mizo and the Property Magician. So keep a look out for that. Whew, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like... It's a crazy period. I was talking to Sunny and I'm like, if I'm feeling a little like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on. How are you feeling? She would just laugh. She was like, yeah, <laughs> this is how it sometimes is for wealthy money. And then sometimes there's just like lots of chill. And of course, I've also been like taking afternoon naps. <laughs> so there's also that. Ah, uh, okay, so I'm sorry about day three's uh, video. It came out today though. So it came out like an hour and a half ago only because I just, the video was too big. So I had to find a way to compress it. For some reason, that 30 minute video on my phone once recorded was like six gigabytes. So I had to then find, it was taking forever to upload onto YouTube. I was like, what the hell is going on? Then I had to find a way to compress it so that it could be like two gigabytes and I could upload it onto YouTube. But by the time I had that brainwave, it was like the afternoon because the whole time I was like, the whole morning I was like, can this thing just upload already? Like, <laughs> I'm going to leave it be and do all my other work and it will upload in the background. And I kid you not, like three hours later, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is this? It only uploaded three gigabytes. And when I shortened it to the two gigs, it uploaded within like 35, 40 minutes on YouTube. So that was good that I had that mini brainwave. <laughs> but it did decidedly take me a few hours to get to the brainwave to upload it today. Okay, so I've noticed that you guys do um, the classes for today in the evening which is okay right so um people commented on yesterday's post for day two right so i know that some people said like for day two what resonated in the live class was um the guilt right and candace um messaged me to tell me about some synchronicities and receiving money etc after day two and all sorts of things i'm so happy that you guys are feeling certain things i've also received uh two inboxes around the money magic course and when it opens for registration 
The Money Magic course will open for registration on the 31st of July, which is Friday, I believe, or Saturday. Mm -hmm. Why am I? <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, sorry, it's Saturday. So it will open for registration on Saturday. I will make a big announcement about it and then it will stay open for registration until August 21st. So you're not missing anything. You're not going to miss anything. I just, um, I guess like I didn't make it known, right? Okay, so let us jump into day three. I still have my little things from day three. So if you haven't watched day three's video, you're in for a lovely surprise where I've written, where you see me writing things and showcasing things because I'm like, I don't want to do PowerPoint presentations, etc., etc. <laughs> right? I just was like, oh no, I don't want it to be PowerPoint. Like I want to just sit and write. Um, okay, so... Let's talk about why day, what day three is and why day three is created and how you can move through the exercises for day three, right? So you guys, <laughs> you get to see my many things. Don't get freaked out because you're seeing numbers and P multiplied by Q on the screen, right? <laughs> I want to also remind you guys that I'm also a finance graduate at heart, hey? A few days ago, I was we were asked to do a presentation for something, like a proposal for something, and I literally went in, did the proposal, like part of the proposal was like me doing graphs and playing around with graphs and numbers. I was like, I am still a finance graduate at heart. I still love these things. <laughs> I only, I really just love the colorfulness of like, bar graphs and things like that but it's just nice like it's really really nice to display things visually so every once in a while you'll see me just like whip out numbers and calculations just because I miss it and because we are working with money right we're working a lot with trauma but in day three we go into the practical aspects of money so it's no use well I guess it is a use like that I think it's much, let's put it this way, it's much more powerful when we are doing this work around healing ancestral trauma around money and we're also looking at the numbers and doing our calculations for our businesses, right? But not just relying on the calculations, but also then merging what we're learning around money with our practical business nature, right? So if we're talking about creating a side hustle or an extra stream of income, there's gonna be some kind of practicalness. And this is like a third of what I teach in the Money Magic course. At some point, yes, I may not in coaching say to you or even all the time say, let's whip out the numbers, let's do them. But I will refer you to worksheets and say, go to this worksheet. The instructions are detailed there and start to work through it and then come back and let's do what's coming up as let's work with whatever emotional stuff is coming out as you work through the worksheets. Let's go into the nervous system. Let's really work with some of the stuff that that's happening internally in your body. Right. So in day one, I asked you to write down your income goal. Right. Whatever your income goal is. 
So I'm going to work with the most basic income goal that we work with in the Money Magic course, which is 40,000 Rand per month or 2,500 US dollars per month. So as your extra income, right? So when I'm talking about your income goal, what is your extra income? And like I said, it's okay if your income goal is reliant on your salary. But also please understand that when you need to understand how much you what you would need to do in order to earn that salary do you need to go to a different company do you need to get a promotion whatever you need to do right but for today this is going to be extremely helpful i guess people that are doing the um a lot we've got quite a few money magic students that use their income goals around salaries right but um and they just say that they take whatever i teach for business people and employ it to when they're looking to get a higher salary fair enough i don't mind whatever works for you right and the course works for people who want to get um who want to make a higher salary because at the end of the day our wounds are often the things that are going to stop us our wounds and our traumas are what's going to stop us from showing up being visible letting people know that we are not the best kept secret in town and really just doing our uh, just showing up to get that promotion right and then in terms of business though there's a little bit uh, there's some other things that we're going to need to do right so if i'm starting a side business or a brand new business and I want to create a, uh, a consistent stream of income in my business, then I need to be very clear on what is it that I'm selling? That's just the first thing, my what. What? What am I trying to sell, right? So am I selling online courses? Am I selling coaching? One is a product, one is a service, right? One is an online product, one is a service. And, or am I selling cakes? Am I selling dresses, right? And then that what I'm selling is also, what is the price point of the thing that I am selling, right? How much is it, right? So super, super important, right? So this is where you have to get clear on pricing, right? How much do I buy this thing for? How much do I then sell it for if I'm buying it? If I'm making it, how much does it cost me to make it? And if it's costing my time, how much time does it take to produce this thing or to um, give the service? And how much do I then charge for this particular service or for this particular product, right? So then it becomes easier for me, right? If I said in the training video, I use the example of cakes in day three, right? So again, if I'm selling cakes for $100 or for a thousand rand and again i'm going to use the dollar figures just because we have people from all over the world in these uh classes and these videos right the money magic course has a fair amount of international students and rands are only being used in south africa and the u.s dollar is um international so that's the only reason why i'm going to use u.s dollars right so um let's say you want to make 2500 us dollars a month right and then you're like, I'm selling cakes, any cakes, right? Like <laughs> in the video, I'm like high end cakes. I don't know how much cakes cost, right? I only know my vegan cakes. So, um, and mostly my chef makes my cakes for me. So I really don't know. Um, okay, so let's assume the cakes are $100 though, right? And maybe you are selling birthday cakes, anniversary cakes. So people have cakes for their anniversaries. I don't know. 
uh, wedding cakes will be slightly more expensive so let's like not have wedding cakes there right so let's just say maybe you sell birthday cakes party cakes um i know wedding cakes um sorry anniversary cakes then you say like on average, the cheapest cake that I make is $100, right? Assume I'm the baker. So then what I'm going to do is I am going to say, okay, I want to make $2,500 in revenue every month in my business, right? This is not even talking profits. So maybe this is just what I want to do. So we're just talking revenue. So then I'm going to say, okay, I need to sell 25 cakes for me to make $2,500, right? Because my cheapest cake is $100. So minimum, I have to sell 25 cakes just on average, right? Then I have to try and figure out, am I selling the $100 cakes? Is that, a, am I selling cupcakes? Am I selling baked cakes? What are they? Are these repeat clients? So am I selling cupcakes for $100 every day? And then like the person will eat and come back and buy new cupcakes. Am I actually selling like cakes for occasion so that this occasion happens once a year or twice a year, three times a year, all that stuff, right? So depending on that, right? So it's going to be different if I'm selling maybe $100 worth of cupcakes. And I believe that my corporate clients will want to buy for the office, will want to buy cupcakes for their employees every single day for 25 days in a month, right? Then I can be like, oh, I just need one corporate client to keep, to have a contract with me to buy cakes every single month, every single day for a month. Perfect, then I only need one client. But for most of us in the cake business, if we're selling birthday cakes, we only have cake our birthdays once a year, like, you know, not most, we all have birthdays once a year, right? So then, well, I, then I'll say, well, if I am going to sell birthday cakes for and make $2,500 per client from that, then I need 25 clients to get to $2,500, right? And then I have to get very honest with myself and say, can I, as me, in my business capacity as a businesswoman, can I reach... 25 new clients every month and convince 25 clients to buy from me right this is where we now start moving into strategy right and then we try to figure out can i reach those clients if the answer is no then the next question should be how can i reach those clients and if you're like, oh, never in a million years. And also I hate dealing with 25 clients all in one go, if that, then you can go back to your business model and be like, maybe $100 cakes are not for me, right? Maybe I just want to deal with three clients a month. And so maybe I need to be selling $1,000 cakes. Then you need to figure out who's going to pay, like, what cakes do people pay for that cost $1,000? Or maybe you're just selling regular cakes and then, you need to figure out which clients will pay, what kind of clients will pay me $1,000 to eat my cakes, right? Or to bake them cakes or make them cakes. So it's all up to you, right? So your business, my whole point of this is to say, as you are developing this, A, your income goal is also is going to inform your business model or uh, your business model can also inform your income goal but i prefer that you set your business model you set your income goal and then you try to figure out 
what is your business model, right? And then you figure, you get very clear on, does this, is this business model really the thing for me, right? Am I the kind of person that can get 25 different clients in a month, 40 different clients in a month, or what? Ooh, actually, I made a mistake in the video. Ah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, I did something in the other video. No, I did. I did okay. Yeah, no, in the training video, I thought I'd made a mistake. I think I did fine. I didn't make a mistake. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I was just pausing and like doing my calculations. Nope, ignore me. So anyway, you need to get very clear on is this business model the business model that is going to work for me? Do I even want to follow through with this with this business model? So if you know, for example, with coaching. I know that my style of coaching with one-on-one -on -one coaching, there is no way I can ever serve more than one client a day. If I have one coaching client in a day, I am exhausted and tapped out because I am not just doing, I'm not just doing random like, oh my God, like tell me your name, you know, all that. Like we're going deep into um the body and trauma. And sometimes what I'm hearing is some intense trauma from people, right? And having to hold space for that. And that can be extremely exhausting for me. And I don't like having a time limit on my coaching sessions. So most of my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions are two to three hours long, right? So I have to be very, very honest with myself as to how many coaching clients can I possibly handle in a day? right? And because I'm only handling one coaching client in a day, also when I begin, like I type out coaching notes for my clients, I write out coaching notes for them. Sometimes I type them out, I send them recordings, I follow up with them. So obviously my clients, when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a client, it is extremely intense and I work with them for six months. I don't just do once-off uh, coaching sessions, right? So for me, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be charged. It doesn't make sense for me to then have more than one coaching client in a day because I can't sustain it. And if I do force myself to try to do that, it's actually going to exhaust me. And at a later date, it's going to impact my business. And people are going to say, oh my God, she's such a terrible coach. She showed up. She's half exhausted. She's probably falling asleep during the coaching session. She missed things that I was saying. She didn't hear me properly. F that, like she's a terrible coach. Why? Because I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm absolutely drained. I'm absolutely tapped out. So that um, coaching doesn't allow me to, uh, to take on more than one client. So I am limited by time, right? And I also don't like to coach every single week. So I like to take time off with coaching. I like my clients also love that they get one week of coaching on and one week off because they like to take time to integrate whatever it is that they're learning, right? So it's also very, so all this will play into my business model and then it will also play into my pricing model, right? So obviously if I'm doing so much with clients and I'm doing so much work with them and we're following up every day, I'm checking in with them, maybe not every day, but I'm checking in with them often in a week, making sure that they're okay, finding out how they've processed certain things. That is going, that is time consuming, right? So obviously my pricing is going to have to be a little higher. And that means that in a week, I can never ever do more than five clients a week. 
Truth is, I also can never do more than three clients in a week. This is how exhausting one-on-one -on -one coaching is for me, right? So I often can only take on three coaching clients. So for my for me to reach my income goal and for me to give the service that I want to give in coaching, my pricing is going to be higher than, say, my uh, group coach, um, not my group coaching work, but also it's going to be higher than, say, my courses, right? Just a bit higher than my courses, right? Because on top of that, I also want my coaching clients to have access to the online courses. So part of the coaching package will have all of that, right? And don't worry, I'm not selling my coaching on here because I am fully booked for one-on-one -on -one coaching until May 2023. So it's okay. Like <laughs> I'm not taking on any new coaching clients, right? Any new private coaching clients at the moment, right? Like I'm not doing uh, private coaching until 2023 so but that's just an example right so again your business model is going to be informed by many different factors so how much time is it going to take you to do this and um, how long is it going to take you to produce this product to produce the service how exclusive is this uh, service like what problem are you solving right all that is going to make a difference and then obviously as we're talking about all these different uh, models um, in business and pricing options, that means now we're going to start focusing on um, what is it that you need to do in order to get the clients, in order to sell your services, right? For you, so let's go back to the bakery example. I'm this baker. I need to get 25 clients, uh, 25 customers to come through and buy my cakes. What is it that I need to do to get those clients? Firstly, I need to understand who are my clients and am I selling my cakes online? Can people book an uh, order online or do people have to come into the store to order from me, right? So now we're talking operation strategy and systems as well. And also we're going to be talking about marketing strategy. So what would be easier for me? And again, this is also how we create ease. So what most people do is they go like, oh, I'm going to hate that. I hate dealing with people in person, but if I'm going to run a business. Oh, I guess I have to deal with people in person. So I'm going to start an in-person business. You know, you don't have to, right? You, all you've done when you've done that is taken away the element of ease for yourself. You've just made it harder. No one says that people cannot order online from you and you get a delivery person to come deliver to them, right? You can be a cake Uber Eats, right? Nobody says that can't be the case. Nobody says you have to go have bricks and mortar in order for you to run this cake business, right? Again, example, it can be anything, right? Or maybe you hate online stuff and you're like, uh, I don't, I mean, now in times of COVID, we are forced to do more online stuff, but there's no reason why you can't do a hybrid model, right? You can be like, I kind of like seeing people in person. So maybe once a week I will do an open house and event and allow people to come choose their cakes and do cake tastings. You can do it any way that you want. So just be honest with how will people find you? So when we talk about strategy is, how are you going to supply this product and service, right? So there are many ways to do this online, offline, hybrid models, whatever, whatever you want, right? So very, very important. Understand how will people find you? 
right? Because that is going to inform your, obviously, your marketing strategy as well, right? You, at some point in your on your marketing materials, you're going to have to tell people how to buy from you, right? So if I'm out here and I'm marketing myself, but at the end of everything, after everything I've shared on Facebook, I've shared on LinkedIn or wherever, on Twitter, and people still don't know how to find me, People are highly unlikely to buy from me because they don't know what the buying process is. So how are people going to find you? How are people going to buy from you? So what is the buying process going to be like? How are people going to pay you? Are you taking things up front? Are you taking money up front? Or are you going to allow people to do IOUs? Or is it cash on delivery? Whatever, right? Like you need to get very, very clear on that. Like what is that buying process like? What are my pricing plans like? All that. And then thirdly, you're going to need to understand like how do I reach my customers? So most mistakes that I see people making, and this is something we'll talk about in day four, because often what people are doing is they are marketing to their family and friends. And then what often happens is that we find ourselves on Facebook getting angry. My friends don't support me. They go and they support strangers' businesses. Well, maybe your friends are not your target market, right? So are you talking to the right people? And how do you ensure that you're talking to the right people? To be clear, right, is that sometimes even like maybe your cupcake clients in a bakery are not necessarily your anniversary cake clients because maybe there's such a vast difference in price. The people that come and buy anniversary cakes are not always the people that buy cupcakes or maybe they are, right? I don't know, right? That will be up to you in your business. But you need to get very clear on your business and to as to who... Who are your clients, right? So obviously the higher your price point as well, not everybody's going to be your client. And also the more niche to your industry, not everybody's going to be your client. So if you are selling yoga to golfers, yeah, maybe some golfers will like yoga, but you're going to have a, an easier time selling yoga to, your, or to people who have shown an interest in yoga, right? Or maybe people who are like, ooh, I'm interested in meditation and ooh, I'm interested in uh, vegan eating or something, something adjacent, right? Versus like if you are selling yoga to people who are like, I've never even heard of this, right? So in that case, you'd have to educate the market and then sell to them, right? So get very, very clear on who are your customers. Who is your clientele? And um, also, is this a clientele that um, you feel you want to work with? Because you need to have fun working with this clientele, right? So if you're going to end up shouting and screaming that, like how I sometimes see people. I use this example because this happens a lot online, like how then people are trying to make their friends feel guilty that they're not buying from their business, right? And I see this a lot within different industries like multi-level marketing. Nothing wrong with multi-level marketing. It's a perfectly legitimate business, right? But not all your friends are going to want to be salespeople and hop on and sell under you and just making them feel guilty just leaves them feeling annoyed and irritated, right? So you have to get very, very clear on strategy. <laughs> like one of my favorite things. So what is that? And of course, all this also falls under marketing and branding. That's like, how do you reach your clients? 
Whew, okay, I'm not even going gonna go into marketing and branding and selling because there's so many stories that we've created around that. And often the thing that's that makes it hard for us to sell and to have people pay us for our products and services is often that we have these deep vows of invisibility. Um, one of the things that I keep bumping against, especially with clients in South Africa, is this belief that if people see me running a business and people see me selling, then people will think that I don't have money and it will confirm their ideas around uh, around uh, me not having money. And so that causes a lot of issues, right? And obviously, if we're thinking like that, it's going to stop us from making money. Um, and even selling and showing up. And also there's the fear that if people see me showing up and doing my thing, then people may bewitch me or people may steal my ideas or friends may get jealous of me. We have so many stories around this, right? So having a great, it's not important to have the greatest strategy. I tell this to the Money Magic students that it's not about having the fanciest strategy. It's not about having um, the most high-tech strategy. What I learned, and I still remember this from my business, um, uh, from business school, from my MBA program, my strategy lecturer would always say to us, it's the most important thing is to have an, a strategy that you can execute. You, If you have a terrible strategy that you just execute consistently and you execute very well and it is tied to your business model and ties to your entire vision and mission in the company your chances of really creating a consistent stream of income every month just shoot up astronomically right and then she was like your chances of building a profitable business really shoot up and then she said to us Having a fancy strategy that you are struggling to execute and that you do not ever execute and is badly executed doesn't serve you, right? Because all it does is that strategy just remains on paper. It sounds good when I'm talking to my friend and I'm talking through it. it sounds good. Everyone can ooh and I ah and everything. But if I'm not executing it and actually doing things and making sure that the clients are seeing me and inviting people over to buy and actually getting money for my products and services, then the strategy is actually no good just sitting on the table. So rather simplify the strategy and find the easier strategy. Trust me. <laughs> if anything, 2021 has reminded me of the importance of simplicity and ease. Now, another thing to realize about strategy is that our strategy can also as i explained in day three in day three's video you can go to day three and listen to that more in depth right is that like you also want to tie your strategy to what you learned in day two right so what is it that you are learning about your ancestral challenges when it comes to money and your ancestral strengths and wisdoms when it's when it comes to money so you want to tie the strategy to what is already innately your strength and start to utilize that to build your business super 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 important and i love the money magic course because we do so much of this and even under strategy one of the lessons that we do is we look at resource planning how do you utilize your resources in such a way that they support your strategy oh that's like resource planning is a game changer it will change your life right just don't have i honestly it would take me like 
three or four years in total of constant daily lives to teach the money magic course stuff right so i can only just teach the overview here but i think that you guys are getting the basics right so tie your strategy to what you've learned so whatever your ancestors have said may be a key strength in your family and in your bloodline use that just use it for your own benefit, right? And try to see if there's a way that you can create a business strategy or marketing strategy, a sales strategy, an operation strategy, or even a system strategy that ties into some of those strengths and utilizes those strengths. Well, it will make a very, very, very big difference, right? And then now, obviously, because we're talking about consistent streams of income, return sales and clients, right? One of the most awesome things when you're creating a business and a strategy is you want to make sure that you're, you are creating clients that will be return clients for certain things. So for the bakery business, I shared that actually this bakery business, I worked with a client in Brazil who bakes cakes and we did a lot of this. And one of our cool challenges, I love working with clients who figure out business models and things, right? And one of the cool challenges that came up because... She bakes birthday cakes and wedding cakes and other things, but mainly birthday cakes for children mainly, right? And adults, that um, she's really good with children cakes, with uh, children's cakes. So then it was like, how do you create a business model such that you get return clients and return sales from the same client without having to wait a year, right? And one of the things that she, that we came up with for her was, how does she create, what she can do is create a database for all her clients, right? And she can then also um, find out, do they have kids? When are their kids' birthdays? When is their birthdays? She can send out reminders and tell them like about specials that she's got, the kinds of cakes that she bakes for kids. Would they like to order cakes? So that's a bit like intensive, but it's not too bad if you start breaking up the database into January clients, February clients, etc. So in January, you just hop on over to the February pile and you're like, ooh, who do I need to send messages to in January whose kids have birthdays in February? And just write down their names and everything. It takes a bit of time to do that and get it off the ground, but it's so worth it. And she could hire a sister. We talked about that. You can hire an assistant that will call your current clients and ask about, hey, do you have birthdays? Do you have sisters? Do you have siblings? What about family members, your mom, your dad, etc.? And then just keep asking them about that. Hey, and okay, what, what days are their birthdays? Would you like me to remind you and send you specials as their birthdays get to be nearer, right? Because every, maybe like me as me, I'm one person, but then I've got a sister whose birthday is in November. I've got a brother whose birthday is in uh, September. I've got, um, I've got, another brother whose birthday is in August. <laughs> I've got a dad whose birthday is in April. My mom's birthday is in October. So do you see how like every month, like if you have a client like that, like, and all of us have, most of us have parents, siblings, cousins, friends, etc. So that who, who we'd like to buy cakes for, right? Or even if we're not buying the full birthday cake, but we will order cupcakes or order cookies to take to the birthday party, right? So if she has that database and she's like, ooh, this is so-and-so's birthday, this client referred by this person, and she has like this whole 
database of these people she can call that client and be like hey i noticed that your sister's birthday is coming up or you said your sister had nieces and nephews hey would you like to buy them a cake or would you uh do you want me to ask your sister if they would like to order a cake from me right so now you've started from one person you've built up a database of like five or six or ten different people right so you don't just get one client you probably end up with at least a solid two or three clients so within a year you've started to populate your database and of course my sister is going to have her friends that if i say hey can you refer a friend to me who has small kids that you think will like this they can refer that person right and then before you know it as a bakery you are now working on referrals and you have to call people but that means that you need to really understand what is your strategy how do you reach your clients so for this particular client we're like well she could do facebook uh, advertising but she already had low-hanging fruit of like just ordinary clients right and this is one way that she could just start populating her database by making sure that she can ask for referrals she can contact other people so how do you create um, a, a customer base of return sales and clients how do you keep in touch with all these clients right so now that you've got your strategy you've written it down you've created a whole thing around return clients who i feel like i'm going so fast <laughs> when i get very excited i go really fast and i just want to honor that like this is you guys are getting like a crash course if you've never been in the money magic course this can feel like who it's a crash course because we tend to do this very in-depth again like i said in the course so we'll just work on strategy for the week right and then just like go in depth on it so it becomes a lot easier but i am hoping that with this overview you're getting stuff so just let me know in the comment section do you have questions is there something in particular that is like that you're missing stop me right like you can comment in this video because i can feel that okay like when i get very excited i go like at very very fast and of course because i've got so many cool client examples i can quickly give you guys those examples and ex examples and access them and i want to make sure that you guys are actually hearing me and getting me right so feel free to stop to to say oh please repeat that point again or to just ask questions right and then the last step for this particular live i want you guys to talk i want us to talk about action so now you have your strategy right your strategy and your actions need to mirror each other so it doesn't make sense if one of my key marketing strategies is i want to market to i want to use magazines to market right but all I'm doing and my entire focus is how do I get into um, my a key focus is magazine marketing or marketing uh, things in events. But all I do every single day is take an action that has to do with Facebook. All I'm doing is posting on Facebook. Doesn't mean that I, these two, act, all these action plans can't be part of my strategy. They can be, right? But if I'm never doing anything to make sure that I'm getting into magazines or that I'm showing up at events, there's a disconnect between my strategy and my actions, right? So I may need, I may be forced to relook at my strategy, relook at my business model, and then take a 
different actions and make sure that everything is in alignment. So you want to make sure that you're taking actions that directly have an impact on your income goal, right? So if I, what I've often seen with people is that people will take, will say, I want to make X amount in a month, but then the actions that they're taking, the daily actions that they're taking are not actions that are directly linked to getting more or to selling or getting clients or getting money into the business. They actions that are important in a way in the business, but they don't directly lead to increased sales in the business. Right. And so this is something that you need to be aware of. And this is a tricky thing, right? Because this is one of the ways that we keep ourselves safe, right? We're like, I'm going to take action, but instead of taking that action that will require me to say, Hey, people, buy from me, uh, hire me, right? If you're a freelancer or you're providing a service, like, Hey, I'm your person, hire me, or if you're getting a new job, you don't want to be like forward, etc. Then we don't, we tend to put those actions on the back burner and leave those actions for way, way later, right? And we don't ever want to work with these actions. Instead, then we do other actions that don't directly impact the business. And then at the end of the month, we're like, but why didn't I make this money, right? Or we do an action for maybe two, three times and we're like, oh, this isn't working, right? Because while well, so-and-so did it and so-and-so's, uh, so-and-so did this and instantly they started to report that they made X amount of money in their business. Well, the truth is we don't know how long so-and-so has been doing this work, right? So we don't know how long so-and-so has been in business. We don't know about their previous businesses. We don't know about previous databases that they have, network connections, etc. But often the temptation is to compare ourselves to what actions other people are taking and then the results that they are getting. But there's so many factors that come into play, right? And so then we do one thing two, three times, but we're like, we want to create a consistent stream of income, but we're not willing to take action often, right? And by consistency, I don't mean that like on Mondays I do this because I don't operate like that, right? It's like Mondays I do this, on Tuesdays I do this, on Wednesdays I show up and do this. No, but that I can say at least in a week I've covered these bases and I've done this action, right? At least I've shown up and I've done this, right? So just being consistent in that manner, you don't, consistency doesn't mean that I hold myself hostage to the time, to the length of how things are done, all those things. It's possible that I'm like, oh, I do marketing things, but I do them in this manner. And also we can always hire out other people to make us consistent. I always say this to the Money Magic student that it, Money Magic students that if you look at my social media, uh, when you look at my Instagram, you look at the Wealthy Money Facebook page, you go on LinkedIn, you look at LinkedIn, all these uh, social media platforms, you would swear that I never sleep, right? Because things are getting posted every day that I am the most consistent person. When you look at the podcast, it goes out, uh, the Property Magician podcast goes out every Tuesday. Now the Money Magic podcast is going out every Thursday. I am not the most consistent person, right? You guys see me rolling out of bed, <laughs> doing all these things, like taking afternoon naps, going for acupuncture, doing all these things. 
I just have people that I work with that I hire for my business. And for me to be able to get to that point where I was able to hire people in my business, I also had to, my, um, my business had to reach a particular income so that it could start paying other people to come on board and help me do the work that I need to do, right? To get the work that I need to get done, done. Right. So this is so super important. So obviously this is why income in the business is so important, because the more income that we make and the more that we expand, the more we also are able to start hiring out help. And the more people that come on board to help us in our businesses, the more. Create ease. So one of the ways that we can start to create ease is a hiring out support and b also making sure that we're making enough money to be able to pay for even more support. One of the things that I've done over time, which I talk openly about, is that I worked a lot with healers. I hired out support not just in terms of practical support. I also hired out support in terms of coaches. I got coaches. I got into courses. I did all these things, but. For me to be able to get there, I needed to do some kind of investing in hiring these people and continue to commit to my expansion and start scaling. I hope this makes a lot of sense and you guys are resonating with it because this is why setting these income goals and focusing on expansion in the business really helps doing that work because this is how you start, how you start to build an ease is by literally replacing yourself in your business, not being the person that gets to do it all in the business and gets to be in charge of everything in the business. That is a recipe for disaster, right? Because we're going to get overwhelmed, we'll get burnt out, there's not enough hours in a day, and we'll then think that, well, other people have it easier somehow, and some people do, right? But it doesn't mean that we also cannot create ease for ourselves. Whew, okay, that's it. 
not sure if there's any comments in today's videos i don't see anything yeah but these are some of the practical stuff these are some of the practical things that we work with in the money magic course so tomorrow we're gonna do on day four we're gonna be talking about visibility I'm still not sure how to approach it because I can't do the vow of invisibility meditation with you guys. Um, at least not the way that I would usually go that in depth in the money magic course, mainly because you don't have the other supporting meditations that would make this meditation easier to integrate and process and all that other stuff. So I'm trying to figure out if maybe we're going to do breath work. Oh, yeah, I kind of like the breathwork idea or EFT tapping around this and see what comes up around the fear of being seen and being visible, because that's also one of the biggest, biggest fears that most of us have around visibility and visibility tends to tie into our not good enough wounds and all that. Whew, okay, that's it for me for today. If you love this and you're like, oh my Gosh, this is what I've been looking for. I love the fact that like we're also getting practical and we are marrying what we're learning from our ancestors with our actual business stuff and tying it into business strategy. There is a place for the spiritual, the emotional and all that in business. Yay. Uh, Candace, you're saying yes, EFT tapping, please. Yeah, I'm going to see which which one I do, right? Um I do like tap, EFT tapping a lot, um, but I also do find breathwork is extremely powerful for certain things. Yeah, um, I know the traditional money magic meditations are out because of all that I've uh, said. So it's between these two. So I'll think about it, Candice. I love EFT tapping as well. So if you guys are loving this and you're like, oh my God, I want to be part of the Money Magic course. This sounds amazing, which it is. And also we have this incredible Money Magic group. I'll be talking more about the Money Magic course over time. You can go sign up for the Money Magic course or be on the waiting list. If you're listening to this on day three, that means that the, in exactly today, <laughs> right? Uh, the waiting at the Money Magic course is not yet open for registration but it's opening in a few days so hop on the waiting list you can go there at wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic again wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic or just go to um wealthy money academy and check it out and you can get on the waiting list as soon as i open for registration i will be sending out emails to everyone so i really look forward to hearing what you guys thought about day three because this is really one of my favorite trainings i genuinely genuinely like working with the strategy because everything else that we are then going to do around the healing comes back to this business model comes back to strategy so even if it's all emotional stuff we're starting to unlock what are some of the blocks to the money? What are some of the blocks to employing the business model? Does this business model even work for us? So day four, I look forward to seeing you guys. Let me know how day three goes. What are some strategy? What is the strategy that's coming up for you? And then what are the action plans that are coming up for you, right? Um, so make sure that the action plans feed into the strategy, which feeds into the business model, which feeds into the overall vision that you have for your business or your side hustle. 
Thank you guys. Have a fantastic day further. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.